Everyone knows that putting money aside in savings is really important. But then what? Should you keep your savings locked in a CD for a higher rate or keep them liquid in a money market? Can your checking account help you save too? Or is it about creating the right combination? We believe real banking is a conversation. Let's talk about the savings options that are right for you. Learn more at sandyspringbank.com. Member FDIC. McDonald's presents Burger Reviews by Hamburglar. Today's review, the best ever Big Mac burger. Take it away, Hamburglar. Bravo, bravo. He said, there's more special sauce in every bite. Rubble, rubble. He said, rubble, rubble. Rubble, rubble. Rubble, rubble indeed, my friend. Try the juicier Big Mac and get 20% off any purchase of $10 or more. Only on the app. Comparison to prior classic burgers, limited time only at participating McDonald's. Valid once per day. Excludes tax. Must be opted into rewards. Welcome to Adventures in the Spirit with Jared Lasky. Our hope is that you will be encouraged and equipped through this podcast as we have conversations with friends from around the world. You can subscribe to our podcast and go to our website, firebornministries.com, and sign up for our email list to stay up to date on Fireborn Ministries. And may you have your own Adventures in the Spirit. And now we hope you enjoy today's podcast. Thank you so much for joining in to Adventures in the Spirit. I'm so excited for what the Holy Spirit has in store for each and every every one of you. I want to welcome those of you watching online, those of you who are listening into the podcast, those of you who are watching on King TV, Vision TV, Prayer TV. We bless each and every one of you in Jesus' name. We have an exciting episode for you today. But before we jump into that, I want to encourage you, if you want to hear God's voice, and prophesy, then enroll in my e-course, Entry Level Prophecy, available for you on charismacourses.com. We believe that each and every one of us can hear God. We can encourage people. We could comfort people. We could edify people with the word of the Lord and prophesy and speak into their life. So please enroll in Entry Level Prophecy e-course, available on charismacourses.com. But guys, I'm excited for our very special guest we have this afternoon. Jennifer LeClaire is an internationally recognized author, apostolic prophetic voice to her generation and a conference speaker. She carries a reforming voice that inspires and challenges believers to pursue intimacy with God, to cultivate their spiritual gifts, and to walk in the fullness of what God has called them to do. And for more information about her ministry, please go to jenniferleclair.org and let's welcome Jennifer LeClaire to Adventures in the Spirit. Jennifer, thank you so much for joining, being part of our guest. Thank you. Thank you. I was just sharing this with everybody and I want everybody out there to share it too, because we're going to get into some stuff and Jared has a particular anointing to interview. So I'm excited about being on the other side of the interviewee sort of paradigm here. Well, it's awesome. Thank you so very much. Jennifer, I've been following your ministry for years, your articles, your videos, the Awakening House of Prayer, what God is doing in you, through you, it's for His glory. So I bless that and I honor you today. We'll talk about the prophetic, we'll talk about discerning prophetic, witchcraft even. But before we go there, how did you come to know Jesus? Gosh, I'll give you the very short version. I was grown. I didn't grow up in the church. And really, my husband had abandoned me and our two-year-old daughter. So we were there left behind. And then about a few months after that, I was falsely accused of a crime I did not commit, picked up, put in jail, facing a five-year prison sentence. And I had a praying grandmother who also took action and got me a decent attorney who had the whole thing flipped. And it was ruled a gross error of justice. But while I was in the jail 
for 40 days awaiting my transfer to prison, God sent some evangelists through the jailhouse, which is why, you know, jail and prison ministry is so important because I, you know, God would have probably gotten me some other time, but who knows how long it would have been before my next opportunity came. So I got saved in jail at a very dark point in my life. Uh, I was at the high point of my career, the low point personally. And, you know, God grabbed hold of me. And ever since then, all I want to do is write for Jesus. I mean, that was my first thrust. That was what I wanted to do was just write for him. I never had any idea that one day I would be the first ever female editor of Charisma Magazine. And I, I lasted there for about eight years before God moved me out to a new glory. So That's amazing. And what was the process of spiritual growth that you went through to enter into the prophetic ministry and then into the office of apostle and prophet? Yeah, you know, when I was first saved, I really just had a very strong hunger for the word. And maybe my advantage was it was that I always liked to read anyway, but I think it had something to do with the Holy Spirit drawing me. And just almost immediately, like when I was in the jail, there were prophets who came in to minister. We were in the Christian dorm. I got saved. Prophets came in to minister. So as soon as I got saved, I was exposed to prophets. I, I, nobody could tell me there weren't prophets because I'd seen them prophesy accurately. So I was also quickly exposed to the false. When I got out of that jail, went to a church, and the guy was a false prophet. I'm like, hey, this doesn't seem like what I experienced in jail. This isn't right. So my 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 freshly born again spirit was able to discern the difference because I'd seen both very early on. And I think that was the providence of God really, you know, leading me through these different counters with the prophetic. Uh, but as far as the development of the gifting, I, I ended up in an apostolic church about a year after I got saved. And it was, uh, I'm not going to name the name, but uh, someone who was really a pioneer in the apostolic prophetic and really trained, really taught. I had opportunity to prophesy hands-on, do the work, do the work of the ministry. And there is one thing to study something, which we must, but it's another thing to, to actually do it. You know, you, you receive impartations. I mean, we love to receive impartation, 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 but until we go out and do it, we're not activating it. And so I had the opportunity to teach, to, to prophesy, to do all these things in this church, to start a magazine, to start a TV show, all these things on a small scale, the Lord was preparing me to launch me out. So I would say strong mentors, opportunity, and spiritual hunger. And of course, you probably read the book, The Making of a Prophet. That gives like yeah. the whole long, you know, 15 chapter story. But yeah, it, it, it was an adventure. Oh, yes, it was. And it continually is. Now, um, <laughs> you kind of hit a soft spot in my heart because my brother has spent a lot of years in, in jails and prisons. Wow. And um, I found myself not just visiting him, but also reaching out to other people in the prisons. And so we need more mm -hmm. people who are empowered by the Holy Spirit to continue to reach them and go into those those places. I mean, years ago, mm -hmm. we, my wife and I were on a mission trip in Chicago, and we were part of a team that went into a youth detention facility. We saw like two or 300 of those kids give their lives to Jesus. And they told us that we were the first Christians to come in there. Wow. Um, and, and so we need, so if anybody watching this, listening in, if God's stirring you to do that, be filled and go in the power and glory of the Lord. But Jennifer, you know, you've been walking with the Holy Spirit for these years. And so how have you grown or how, how do you grow your spiritual senses to hear God? You know, I made a decision along, so I was a night person. And uh, until my daughter was born, I was a night person. So I love to stay up late at night. When she was born, she started going to school and all these things. I had to get up early. So I was getting up at like five o'clock in the morning to study before she got up because I knew I had to hit the ground running. You know, I was a single mother, freelance writer, had my own freelance writing business. And I, I started to work very early 
because the early bird catches the worm. So yeah. I needed those freelance assignments. I had to be up before all the other freelancers fishing in the pond, getting those assignments. But I remember when the Lord challenged me to wake up at four o'clock in the morning. This is one of my secrets. Uh, not everybody can do this, but he challenged me to start getting up at four o'clock in the morning about almost six years ago now. And four o'clock in the morning, it changes your entire lifestyle. Right. So from four to six, I'm studying. I'm fellowshipping with the Holy Spirit. I'm talking to him. So I guess it's not so much about the four o'clock in the morning for people who can't do that. It's about the time though. It's about the dedicated time. Mm -hmm. And if you sow to the spirit, you reap from the spirit. Yeah. So that's just been, I mean, if I could nutshell and put, put bring it down to a bottom line, it, you know, if you, if you spend time with him, you'll be more sensitive to his spirit. If you, uh, spend more time with him, you'll be able to see through his perspective. If you spend more time with him, you know, you will, you will be warned of dangerous situations. And so you want to be more prophetic than, Bottom line, what I tell people, you want to be more prophetic, spend more time with God. And the reason why I say that is because God actually prophesied to me. I heard God, you know, 20 something years ago. And I have this long letter, basically, he, 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 he penned to me. I wrote it down. And the, the, the conclusion of this letter, when he, when he called me as a prophet before anybody else knew, it was just he and I, before anybody else had a clue, the last line of this letter I dictated, this prophetic word was, if you want to know more, spend time with me. And that's been my key. I love it. That is so good. You are throwing gold nuggets of truth at us right now. I'm <laughs> loving it. I'm the Holy. It's like the Holy Spirit's just pouring over me every time you say those nuggets of truth. That's amazing. And yes, it comes from the presence of God. You have this new book out called Discerning Prophetic Witchcraft. Now, Ooh. can you? Would you mind elaborating on that as to a, even defining what prophetic witchcraft is? Because some people listening or, or watching may not be familiar with the term. Yeah. People may have heard charismatic witchcraft, which it's a lot alike, but it's different. Charismatic witchcraft would, would seek to control and manipulate. Prophetic witchcraft does that, but it does it with prophecy. So I've got a lot of people mad at me right now because of this book. And I've got a lot of people cheering me on because it exposes not by name, but by principle. My theory is if I can show you the principles, you can discern it forever. If I just give you a list of names, then if someone comes along, they're on the list, you think you're safe. So prophetic witchcraft is using the prophetic, using a tapping into a familiar spirit or just prophesying stuff you make up or looking over someone's shoulder to see their zip code on their offering envelope and then later on getting a word of knowledge with you know their zip code those sorts of manipulation of the, those manipulations of the prophetic are prophetic witchcraft so it's witchcraft that comes through something guised or disguised as the prophetic and and we really and I, I want to say this Jared because I know you believe the same as I do prophetic ministry is 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 vital yeah. It's it's true. There are really good prophets out there, very strategic prophets, times and seasons prophets. Uh, there's more good guys than bad guys. But the issue is there's a lot of people in the body of Christ who are absolutely deceived and they're sowing, sowing, sowing money, sowing time, sowing likes, sowing, sowing clicks, sowing, sowing shares, tongue twister. And what's happening is they're actually propagating this false prophetic flow and this witchcraft because they're not discerning it. They think it's good. And now they're giving credence or credibility to some of this false stuff going on. And it's spreading like wildfire. And it has been really, I've been, this is one of the first topics I ever addressed in ministry. 20 years I've been writing about this stuff and now it has come to a head for sure. Yes. Yes, it has, especially in this time. 
I see people now I'll go online as I'm led of the spirit, prophesy, uh, speak the word of the Lord, but I'm very cautious because I see people doing the same thing, but yet they have multiple devices and they're actually going into people's profile pages and, and pulling fake information, spiritualizing this. You know, this is a very important topic because when people manipulate for me, I mean, I've had false prophecies given to me. I've had mm-hmm. people try to manipulate, but mm-hmm. these things fall flat. How do you discern or sense? And then how do you approach that? Because I, I've had it where someone might give me a word and I'll lovingly correct them. Mm-hmm. How would you react to that? Well, how you discern it, you know, how do you discern anything? And what does discernment even mean? So discernment is the ability to judge between what's right and wrong. But some people, some Christians, they have this thou shalt not judge mindset where, you know, who am I to judge? He calls himself a prophet, touch not the prophets. You don't touch my anointed, do my prophets no harm. And so they think that because they're not a prophet or they're not a pastor, they're not a fivefold minister that, you know, they they don't have to judge it because it must be true. Or, you know, who am I to judge your style or your delivery? Well, The Bible speaks of judging a righteous judgment, and we are called to judge. You you cannot read a single book in the New Testament that does not warn us of deception or false prophets. It's over and over and over again. Jesus warned several times, Paul, Peter, James, all through the New Testament and in the Old Testament as well. Not every book. But we see Jeremiah contending with the false prophets. We see Isaiah dealing with the diviners. Uh, we see this stuff going all the way back, you know, with with Moses in the encounter with the magicians uh, in yeah. Pharaoh's kingdom. So this is not a new problem. But you know, what is discernment? So you know, the Bible says in one John four one to test the spirits, yeah. or another translation says to try the spirits. That's King James to see if they are of God. See if they come from God. Why? The Bible says, because there's many false prophets that have gone out into the world to deceive many. So we can't, you know, we we can't, you've heard this, we can't be so open-minded that our brains fall out. We can't get so enamored with somebody's gift and just throw righteous judgment out the window. There's, you know, people can be extremely accurate and be operating in divination, which is witchcraft, which is tapping into a familiar spirit, a counterfeit Holy Ghost. People, people get so enamored, you know, people, you know, I know your bank account number. It's, it's five, four, six, seven, four, three, two, nine, five. And it's like, Oh, if you know my bank account number, we got a whole, we got a problem because the Holy Ghost is not giving you my bank account number. So we get so enamored with these gifts. And that's one of the reasons why we don't discern it. How we discern it kind of goes back to some of the other things I've said, which is, you know, that intimate relationship with the Lord, because I believe, and I've been fooled by this stuff. Yeah. I mean, don't, don't, you know, I've, I've, you know, you know, thought somebody was, was real and found out their motives were wrong later, even right. prophetically. Um, so it happens to all of us. Uh, but here's what I know. And I'll kick it back to you. But here's what I know. The Holy Spirit always, always, always tries to warn us that we are going in the wrong direction. Mm -hmm. If we are not sensitive to his voice, his leading, if we are not, if we are of the mindset, well, who am I to judge? If we are of the mindset, well, you know, they're so accurate. I don't need to judge. Then we are potentially going to walk into eventually, you know, some kind of prophetic trap. It's going to cost us time, money, heartbreak or whatever. 
Yes. And I'm in full agreement because I've talked about the prost- what I call the prostitution of the prophetic. Oh boy. Yes. People selling prophecies. Now there's a difference between e-courses and, and selling oh, yeah. and, and things, but there are people that are like, give me money and I'll give you a word. No, yep. no, no, no. I've also had it. And I'm speaking from experience where the word of the Lord was not present in a church and a pastor would call prophets and prophetic people to his house. And he thinks that giving them a cup of coffee, now they owe him a prophetic word because he wasn't listening. Wow. Wow. That is something that I've tried to stay away from because yes, I was duped for a season in that, Mm -hmm. but it's like, you know, the Holy spirit's not a genie in a bottle. So it's very Mm -hmm. important that we discuss these things and, you know, we, we need the true Holy spirit. So in some of your cases, scenarios that you've walked through, how do you discern prophetic witchcraft and false prophets? I mean, besides some of the things Mm -hmm. you've already mentioned, how can I know that person's a false mm-hmm. prophet besides just mm-hmm. they're selling prophecies and things like that. Right, right. Well, you know, we talk a lot about that in the book, but here's some of the things is you, you have to, okay, you got obviously number one, spirit led. An obsession with money is an issue and, and that mm-hmm. is one of the biggest issues. Um, a prophecy that uh, try, a prophecy that breeds fear. Uh, some of these false prophets, they, they act, <laughs> you may have seen this, I'm sure you have, they release prophetic curses over you, hmm. prophetic judgments. And one of my spiritual sons, this joker, prophesied when he left his network, and I'm probably bringing warfare on myself, but whatever, because God's with me, that you know, when you left my network, and I'm mad, and he prophesied that this young man's church was going to uh, fold and he would lose his house within 30 days, that an angel of destruction was going to come and destroy everything he had built. When he came up from up and that didn't happen. As a matter of fact, their ministry grew, they got a new house. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, anybody that has this thrust of cursing, if you don't, you know, the Lord's, if you don't do what I want now, that's an extreme example, but I had to give it because people think, oh, it's just, you know, it's, it's harmless. It's not harmless. The highest level of this prophetic witchcraft, these people are witches and warlocks posing (laughs) as Christians. They're deceived and being deceived. And they're releasing prophetic curses and prophetic judgments. And the power of death and life is in the tongue. But anything that releases fear, God's not given you a spirit of fear, so it couldn't come from God. Anything that causes you to be confused. A woman messaged me the other day as as part of the Discerning Prophetic Witchcraft webinar, and she says, well, I'm trying to get to the source of this witchcraft. Is Is it God leading me? She goes, I'm so confused. I don't know what the root is. I'm not sure if it's God leading me or if it's, if it's witchcraft. I said, honey, God does not give us, you know, God's not the author of confusion, but of peace. If this prophetic word doesn't hit your spirit, right? They call that having a check in your spirit. If it doesn't sit well with you, you know, with me, whether it's discerning people or discerning prophetic words, sometimes I'll just wake up in the morning and I'm like, something's wrong. Yeah. And I have no reason to think that. I mean, I slept well, whatever, something, something's wrong, something's wrong. And that's the way the Holy Spirit is showing me something's wrong. So I have to then press into him. Don't ignore those little checks in your spirit. Don't ignore those, you know, the the, the uneasy feeling. Don't ignore that because the, the Holy Spirit speaks in a still small voice and sometimes through faint impressions. And if he's trying to warn you of something, 
you got to go back and then you have to judge it. What is the the the, the character of this person? Right. Uh, you know, d does everything they prophesy have to do with dates, mates, and babies? Is it all about new houses and cars? Do they ever give a word of God that actually has any directional, you know, inspiration? Do they give words of God that that you know that speak of warnings, legitimate warnings with prayer strategies? Do they get now? Here's the trouble with that. I, I I'm just giving the false prophets all the things they should do to, to, to continue to fool people because now some of these false ones will start putting out warnings with prayer strategies, mm. but it'll be bogus. And some of them have. One of them said, oh, a hurricane's going to come and smash Boca Raton, Florida. That didn't happen. What happened was that prophet actually lifted, copy, copycatted, plagiarized the word from the psychic mm. and prophesied it six months later and got caught. It was all oh. over the news. Oh, yeah. wow. Mm. Wow. I was not aware of that. Oh, it's That's bad. Why we need this message now more than ever before. So I appreciate that we're we're going to some hard places right now. And, yeah. And yes, there's always some feedback. There's always some whiplash. There's always some, you know, uh, warfare as after mm -hmm. some of these types of interviews. But you and I also know because we're talking about false prophets and discerning prophetic witchcraft. But we equip people how to hear God and how to prophesy. Mm -hmm. So. What is the difference between, because I, when I was younger, you know, I missed it giving a word, but in a safe atmosphere, you're able to give feedback, test it, you know, weigh it, and also just roll it back and say, you know, I'm, I missed it and I'm sorry. So what's the difference between false prophecy, which, you know, I think we could all hear God and prophesy, but sometimes mm -hmm. we're in this process of learning and growing, but what's mm -hmm. the difference between false prophecy and false prophets? So that, well, that's it. it your normal person won't be like, I'm a false prophet now. I delivered the wrong word. Yeah. Well, somebody actually messaged me this morning and she said, I'm, I'm a prophet in Ohio. I've got a company of prophets. There's four of us. She goes, I read your book and now I'm concerned I'm a false prophet. So <laughs> that wasn't the intention. I think that when people are concerned, maybe they are a false prophet. They're probably not. It's like people who come to me, oh, I think I have a Jezebel spirit. You probably don't because people who are false prophets never even consider the fact they might be for the most part, unless God's brought them to repentance. But a, a anybody can release a prophetic word that falls to the ground because you know we can we can be hearing from our oh, there's a lot of good stuff in our own spirit right there's a lot of good stuff in our spirit we can prophesy edification out of our spirit we think it's god but it, the prophecy is either true or false bottom line there's it's not poor it's not it's either true or it's false or, or there's a mixture some things people say are partly right some of it's god some of it's not so uh false prophecy anybody can release a false prophecy in the sense that it's not true Mm -hmm. Anybody can release a false prophecy in the sense that, you know, it, it came from their soul or it came from their spirit. It didn't come from God. In order for it to be a true prophecy, it's got to come from God. A mm -hmm. false prophet. Now, here's the rub. A false prophet is someone who sets out to deceive. They know what they're doing. Yeah. They, they understand what they're doing. They're manipulating. They're conniving. They're they're greedy. They're covetous. They are looking for opportunities to use you and abuse you. They, they see you as a dollar sign or a helping hand or a step up. So, you know, false prophets are trying to deceive. Someone can release a false prophecy or, or maybe the better way to describe will be an erroneous prophecy, a wrong prophecy. It's still false, but it's not the same context of a false prophet. I got you. That, that is very encouraging. And I hope that people watching and listening in can understand that we're all in a process. We're growing together. Sometimes we miss it. I've missed it and I've apologized. But now there are some words that I receive. I'm a part of a round table. I've submitted some words, gone through a process, you know, and continually bathe it in prayer and in the word of God to glorify Jesus. 
what can the Christian church do to uh, continue to grow in accepting true prophetic ministry? I think we, you know, when you, when you see, when you really discern this false stuff, I believe for me, it makes me appreciate the true more. Some people, unfortunately, they see all this false stuff and they say, ah, I don't want any of it. That's the wrong response. We must contend for the true prophetic ministry. We must contend, yes. you know, for a pure prophetic flow. And if we just throw all the prophets, you know, lump them all in the same group, we're actually quenching or grieving the Holy Spirit. Yeah. The Bible says very clearly in Thessalonians, I believe it's First Thessalonians, do not despise prophecy. So we, we want to be a people that just learn how to judge learn how to discern, you know, we, we don't need to take directional because a lot of people get burned with these directional words for their lives. Marry this one, move here. And it turns out to be a nightmare. And they're like, I don't want anything to do with prophets anymore. Well, let's just learn from that. And in the future, when we get a directional word, let's go to our pastor, let's go to some elders and let's pray on it, not act on it immediately because we really wanted what they prophesied. We wanted it. So we wanted to believe it was true, but it wasn't true. And now our hope deferred makes the heart sick because it didn't happen, or we tried to make it happen and it became a disaster. Right. So we, we have to value God's voice enough. And here's this, enough to where we'll press in and hear from God for ourselves because we don't need somebody, look, you know, I, on my morning prayer broadcast, I pray for about an hour. Sometimes at the very end, I'll prophesy over a couple of people just because I know people are hurting their new believers. They're hungry. But there are certain ones that's like, I need a word. I need a word. And they'll type it over and over in Facebook Live. I need a word. I need a word. And I intentionally ignore those. Why? Because I just, I, whatever I tell them, they're going to, they're going to, you know, they're not going to judge it. Not that I, I'm afraid I'm not accurate, but they're right. just. They're, they're just going to go to the next Facebook live and they want another word. They're going to get right. 10 words and who knows if they're going to conjure. I just, you know, people that are that desperate, I want them to go to the Bible and I want them to learn how to hear from God themselves. And I mean, you know, that right. probably sounds like me just give them a word. No, I can't. They need, they need to get off this prophecy junkie stuff. Oh, so good. <laughs> I love that. Amazing truth being thrown at us guys. I love this. So Jennifer, would you lead us in an activation to hear God for ourselves? Because on this yeah. podcast, we're not just about information, but we're also about impartation and activation. It'd be an honor. That's awesome. All right, Father, we just thank you. We give you praise and honor and glory because you are the God who speaks. You don't just hear our prayers. You speak back to us. Yeah. So, Father, we, we ask you even now to open our spiritual ears a little wider. God, give us revelation from your word, that rhema word, not just the logos, but the rhema, that we will be confident that we are hearing from you that we are led by you. I just break all disappointment off of the listeners right now from past prophetic encounters that turned out to be less than genuine. And I ask you, Lord, to put in us a hunger for your voice, just a, a deep, deep hunger for your word, for your voice, for your presence. And I just activate you to another level in the prophetic right now in Jesus' name. I, I, I put a demand on that anointing that's upon your life. And I say, rise up, prophetic people, hear the word of the Lord and prophesy with confidence in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 If you're watching this on King TV, Vision TV, Prayer TV on Pakistan, and if you don't have a relationship with Jesus right where you are, give your life to him. Commit wholeheartedly. Step into a relationship with Jesus. Confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord. Believe in your heart, God raised him from the dead and that he's forgiven you of your sins. Ask him to cleanse you, to wash you clean in the name of Jesus. 
there's a number on the screen that you could call to send in your prayer requests and also to tell them that I need more resources for my new commitment to Jesus Christ. But I want everybody out there right now to be activated in Jesus' name, to discern the true from the false in Jesus' name, but receive the power of the Holy Spirit upon you from head to toe. Jennifer, thank you so much for being part of Adventures in the Spirit. What is the best way to get more information about your ministry and to purchase your book, Discerning Prophetic Witchcraft? Yeah, you can get the book on Amazon.com or you can go to the website, jenniferleclair.org, go to schoolofthespirit.tv to take that webinar. And uh, there's I'm all over the place. Just type my name and you'll find me. Awesome. Thank you so very much. Guys, please feel free to subscribe, rate, review, and share this podcast, Adventures in the Spirit with Jared Lasky, available on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, the Charisma Podcast Network. And please get the book, Discerning Prophetic Witchcraft by Jennifer LeClaire, and, and share this. Thank you, Jennifer, for being on Adventures in the Spirit. Thank you so much for listening to our conversation and adventures in the spirit. We hope that this podcast encouraged and inspired you to press into Jesus and launches you into your own adventure. You can stay up to date with Fireborn Ministries by going to our website, firebornministries.com and like us on Facebook. And may you have your own adventures in the spirit. From iHeart Podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, tells the story of the unlikely champions behind the landmark case, Roe v. Wade. Starring Maya Hawke as 26-year-old lead attorney, Sarah Weddington. We're challenging the Texas abortion laws in federal court. And Academy Award nominee, William H. Macy, as Supreme Court Justice, Harry Blackman. Time is not the most important factor. Getting it right is. Listen to the podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, on the iHeart Radio app or wherever you get your podcasts.